1: With his faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reid, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure Heroes Are Born. The Green Hornet Strikes Again. Next week, Johnny's going home on furlough, his last before duty overseas. We can easily interfere with his trip. Some traveler off on vacation may take his berth on the pullman or his seat on the coach. So Johnny stands or sleeps in the aisle for hundreds of miles. That's not fair play when he's fighting the war. Don't travel until after the war unless your trip is absolutely essential. There isn't room for everyone. Even with a reservation, you can't be sure of a seat. Battle casualties are being given first priority on all means of transportation. Pleasure and non-essential trips must wait. And now, the Green Hornet. In the city room of the Daily Sentinel newspaper, Gunnigan, the city editor, and Britt Reed, young publisher of the Sentinel, were talking to Corporal Don Hartwell, returned war hero. That's sure a good story you've given us, Corporal.
0: Even though you do say more about your buddies than you do about yourself.
2: Well, any one of them would have done what I did if you'd had the chance, Mr. Gunnigan. I suppose your folks are mighty proud of you, Don. Well, they might be. Oh, <laughs> well, my mother is. She's all the folks I have, Mr. Reed. Believe me, all that back pay I got will come in handy for It amounts to a good big lot of dough. Yes, you mentioned it in your story.
0: Uh, what about your father, Corporal? Is he... Uh... Maybe
2: Don would uh... rather not discuss that guy. Oh, I don't mind, since I don't remember Dad very well. My mother never said so directly, but I've always understood that Dad died when I was a young kid. She never wanted to discuss it, though she did always tell me he was a swell guy. I'm sure he was, Don. I've often thought it'd be kind of nice to have a dad. Especially now when he could, uh, well, pat me on the back and tell me what a good job I did. (laughs) I guess I get sentimental thoughts once in a while, Mr. Reed. I understand that, Don. (laughs) Oh, mother said when I was little, dad always called me Little Donnie. She always says, Don. Of course, I'm not so little now.
0: (laughs) I'll say you are. (laughs) That's right. Well,
2: I guess I'll run along. Mom gets out of the war plant at 4.30 and I want to meet her at the gate. Well, we won't keep you then keep up
0: the good work, done. We're all proud of you. And I'm sure your dad would be too if he were here. Well, thanks,
2: Mr. Reed. Thanks very much.
1: As usual, the subway was crowded. A grim, lean-faced man stood hanging onto a strap looking older than his 39 years, which hung so heavily upon him. His companion, a short, stocky man holding the strap next to him, leaned over and spoke in guarded tones.
0: You ain't gonna be sorry for stringing along with Big Mike
1: Joe. You wait and see. Joe stared before him through the window at the racing tunnel wall and mentally began counting the dim lights that flashed by, like the useless, dim years he'd spent in prison. To get rid of this morbid thinking, he brought his glance to the man seated before him reading a newspaper. Suddenly, he gasped. It's him. It must be. Oh, wait. Don't turn the
3: page yet, mister.
0: Say what? Oh, you're looking at the picture of Don Hartwell, eh? Some hero of that kid all covered with medals. Did you read about it?
3: No. Oh, I just noticed the picture, that's all. Thanks, mister.
1: That's all right.
3: What's the matter with you, Joe? You look like you might have seen a ghost or something. Forget it, Lefty. I'm getting off at the next stop. I got to go back and talk to Big Mike. Something I forgot to tell him. Want me to come with you? No. No, lefty, it's something I got to tell him alone, see? She must be important. Yeah. Yeah, lefty, that's right. Very important. <laughs>
4: Joe, I thought you went downtown with Lefty. That brings you back here.
3: I... I got to see you, Mike. It's important.
4: Come in, then. Get it over with.
3: Okay, Joe. What's on your mind? Think
4: of another angle to use on tonight's job?
3: It's all off, Mike. I'll keep my mouth shut, but I ain't going to have any part in taking that warehouse payroll tonight. Is that so? Why? Why? Look, Mike, I ain't said much about myself. But I'll tell you a little now, so you'll know my reason. A little over 15 years ago, I pulled my first and only job. I was about 23 then. Had a wife and kid. We needed dough bad. So I threw in with a neighborhood gang who was about to pull a job. Gas station holdup. Seems one of the guys slugged the owner a little too hard. He died. They caught a squealer, gave the cops my name. I didn't know about it. So I was sitting home with Mary when they came for me.
5: Joe, I I don't know how you did it, but this food you brought home is like a gift from heaven. Don ate so much he fell fast asleep.
3: Poor little tyke. He sure ain't had much food lately.
5: Don's eyes were popping when he saw it on the table. I told you not to worry, Joe. I I knew that if you hunted long enough, you'd be... Now, who on earth can that
3: be? Wait. I'll go in the other room.
5: Joe! What's the matter? Why do you want Nothing, to Nothing. Only that I... Don't go in there, Joe. You'll wake Donnie.
3: Okay. Okay, Mary. Go ahead. Open the door.
5: Joe Milton live here? Why, yes. Yes. Why?
0: There he is. Sitting in there at the table. Hey, you, Milton. We want you.
5: Oh, no. No, there must be some mistake.
3: Sorry, lady. We're taking him in. Oh,
2: Joe. Oh, Joe. Look.
3: Can't you lugs wait right outside the door a minute? There's no other way out of here. I want
2: to... Come on, let him say goodbye. We'll leave the
6: door open so he don't pull up.
3: Honey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get into trouble, but you and the kid, our Donny. well, I, I couldn't stand to see you go hungry. Oh, oh Joe, poor Donnie.
5: His father...
3: I... Look, Mary, you got to forget about me, see? Go away to some other part of the city. Change your name. Tell Don... Tell tell the kid his old man's dead, Mary.
5: Joe! Joe, how can you think I'd forget you or let Don forget you? Well, you're so crazy about him and I... Well, I couldn't forget you for one minute, Joe.
3: Look, all that stuff about me being crazy about the kid's just a lot of (laughs) baloney. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been in this jam. You were always too good for me. We married too young. I was just sort of making a go of it. Well, because I thought I had to, see? Forget about me. Make him forget. That's the way I want it anyway. That love stuffs the bunk.
5: Oh, Joe. Joe, you don't mean
3: yes, it. Yes, I do mean it. So when they send me up the river, it won't be any use coming up. I won't ever talk to you. Get yourself a divorce and forget the whole business. Make the kid forget about his father, see?
5: Oh, Joe. I would have waited, but now
7: I can't believe it. I I can't, I can't.
3: Mary. Mary, I I had to do it for the kid's sake. I had to lie to you. But I won't forget you and Donnie. If I'm in for a lifetime, I'll still feel the same about you. I could never love anything more than I do you and the kid. Or kid. Donnie. That's the way it was, Mike. She took her own name again. Hartwell. And I lost track and didn't hear any more about marrying the kid till today.
4: So you heard from them today,
3: eh? Well, not exactly. I brought this up to show you. Look, that's my kid. I'd know him anywhere. Even if the name Don Hartwell wasn't there to prove it. I used to look just like that, Mike.
4: Yeah. I can see a resemblance, all right. Well, that's
3: why I come back. Donnie don't even know his old man's alive, I guess. But if he can be a hero, I can at least go straight. You see, Mike, I... Well, I just couldn't go in on a crooked deal now. Not if I have to starve to death. You won't starve, Joe. Your cut from tonight's job will be pretty good. But, Mike, I just told you... And i am just telling you that you are and that's final. Now, wait a minute. When I say I'm not working a job, you ain't gonna tell me... You're hard hearing, Joe. This ought to convince you. Hey, put up that rod, Mike.
4: Yeah. Okay, I will. Shooting might not be the answer, Joe. But I think this will make you see my way. What's that? This? <laughs> this is the little note you left for me last night, Joe. Listen. I keeps the warehouse set up and everything's all set for the payroll job. See you later. Joe. <laughs> the cops got that, it'd send you back to the pen, Joe. You
3: wouldn't give that to the
4: cops? Sure, I would. And one thing more, Joe. After listening to that story of yours, it gives me a swell idea. Maybe we might be down a little muffled, though, from that hero kid of yours. He'd want us to keep quiet about his old man. Why, are you
3: sneaking, underhanded rat? Think about blackmailing my kid, will you? Why, you rat, this old teacher who's boss around here?
4: What a sucker Joe turned out to be.
1: <laughs> a short time later, Mike Axford, a Sentinel reporter, entered Britt Reed's private
6: office. Hi, Reid. Hello, Mike. We were looking for you a while ago. Where have you been? Well, now, Reed, it's this way. I went to cop's headquarters and intended to get right back. That I did. But I got delayed. <laughs> At Tony's bar, perhaps? <laughs> ah, no, is that any way to talk? As a matter of fact, I was passing Tony's bar. Not even intending to stop, mind you. When just as I got in front of the place, the door opened and I threw a guy out. That they did. now get out of here and stay out hey <laughs> hey now is that any way to treat a poor man I'd like to know are you hurt me good man are all right, you hurt all right, all right. oh no, here no, let me help you up oh, here come yes, on now threw
3: there. me out for talking too much that's what they did just talking sure it's no way to treat customers that it ain't. talking about my little Donnie that's all just about my little Donnie I gotta go through with the job tonight I gotta save him they got the goods on me, making me go through with it. I got to stop them from hurting my little... Oh, oh. Here, here now,
6: here now, steady, steady. I'm right. Try to stay on your feet. Sure, and I'll call a cab and take you home. I'm that right. I will. Now, just tell me where you live, and I'll have you there in the jiffy. That I will. So I took the drunk home, Reed. I couldn't leave him laying on the sidewalk. So that's why I was delayed. I had to go to 3rd and Water Street. He lived in a basement room there. And he had a picture of that war hero in his hand all the time. The one out of the sentinel. I see. Well, Mike, I
0: can't boil you out for having a kind heart, I guess. You better go downstairs. Gunnigan's waiting.
6: Uh, sure, sure, Reed. I'm on my way right now.
0: Hmm, let's see. I had a picture of Don Hartwell in his hand. Talked about little Donnie. Spoke of being forced into some job or other. I wonder if... Yes, it's possible. Perhaps the Green Hornet could find out what it's all about.
1: We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. V-mail, as you know, is the fastest way of getting mail to the battlefronts overseas. It's the surest way of reaching the armed forces, too, because V-mail delivery is guaranteed, and it saves precious cargo space on ships and planes. If you haven't been writing V-mail, start now. And please remember this. Always address your V-mail letters completely and correctly. An incorrect address may mean days or even weeks of delay. Mail overseas must not be delayed. Nothing is more important to the men in far-off battle zones than letters from home. Don't let our fighting men down. Write now and write V-mail. And now, back to the Green Hornet. That evening, Britt Reed went to his apartment, where Cato, his Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting.
3: You say you will not wait for dinner, Mr. Britt?
1: No, Cato. It's a matter to be investigated. A man I want to
0: talk
3: to. Oh, you mean Green Hornet visit man, perhaps?
0: Yes. Maybe I'm feeling sentimental tonight, but if my hunch is a good one, we may do a war hero a good turn and keep a certain man from ruining himself.
3: Well, Black Beauty, ready... Also, Green Hornet disguise and weapon. We go now?
0: Right. Come on, Cato.
1: Arriving in the vicinity of Third and Water Streets, Britt Reed left Cato to guard the Black Beauty, then made his way toward the basement room in which Joe Milton lived. Five minutes later, the sinister figure of the Green Hornet stood looking down at the sleeping man. Then he reached out and shook Joe
3: violently. Oh, all right. Hey, who who lit the light? Who? What? The Green Hornet. Right.
0: I came here to talk to you.
3: What do you want with me? Why do you. Oh, I'll bet Big Mike sent you. Yeah, that's it. So you're in on a payroll job, too. Maybe.
0: I might know something about Donnie, too.
3: Well, Hornet or no Hornet, if you and Big Mike think I'll let you blackmail my kid, you're crazy. If you didn't have a gun, I'd give Take
0: you. Take it easy. Maybe we can make a deal. Yeah. What kind of a deal? Your friend Big Mike intends to pull a fast one on Don Hartwell, right?
3: You know it as well as I do.
0: And Don Hartwell's your son, isn't
3: he? You know that, too. I shouldn't have told Big Mike today. And he'd never known it.
0: Maybe he'd connect your name.
3: Don't be dumb. How could he connect me, Joe Milton, with Don Hartwell, if I hadn't have shot off my mouth about him having his mother's name? That's right. Well. How about a deal, Joe? I already asked you. What kind of a deal?
0: You and I will double-cross Big Mike on that job tonight and make off with of the hall.
3: Oh, yeah? I told Big Mike I didn't want any part of it. And now you try to ring me in on your end of it. Oh? No. What's to keep Mike from turning in that note he's holding on me if I double-crossed him? It's only because of that note he has that I have to go along with him tonight. So you're afraid of the note he has, eh? So would you be afraid if you'd spent 15 years in a pen already? So that's it.
0: Now I understand a lot. Huh? I got
3: to string along with Big Mike. So as to make sure he don't harm my kid, see? Eh? Big Mike plays smart. By holding that note over your head, maybe he can make you help him pull us down against your kid. Oh, so that's the game. I'll show you and Big Mike both you can't get away with it. Let him turn that note into the cops. I'll go to the pen again, see if I care. But neither one of you will blackmail Donnie. I'll get to a phone and tip the cops off right now about the Water Street warehouse job, right now.
1: moment, Big Mike and Lefty turned their car into Water Street on the way to pick up Joe. Are you sure Joe's going to go through with it, Mike?
4: I got a way of making sure, Lefty. Uh, maybe we'll have time to go
3: get... Hey, look. I just seen Joe going into that pool room running. Stop the car quick. Here. Wait here a minute, Lefty. Hello. Hello, Listen...
7: I got a tip for you.
3: Yeah. Hang up that phone, Mike. Hang up, I said. Or I'll blast you right out of that booth. Go ahead and shoot. I ain't afraid of you. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I want to tell you about it. You up.
7: Get it. up. I you. tell you to hang up. I
4: mean it. I scram you mugs. Okay, Joe. Start walking. You're going on that job whether you like it or not. And we're leaving right now. Now, get going. <laughs> you double crosses, huh, Joe? Guess my having that note didn't scare you enough. You're riding
3: for plenty of trouble playing along with that Green Hornet. What's he talking about, Mike? Search me. What are you talking about, Joe? You want to know. You sent him to try me out, didn't you? I got away from him, see? And to say that Green Hornet came to your dump tonight? Who are you to be asking? You're the guy that sent him, like I said.
0: Hey, Mike, what's a big idea?
3: It's all news to me, Lefty. Yeah, How'd he know about the warehouse job and all? He knew about that? That's what I said. Sets me thinking. Yeah,
4: Yeah. Maybe he'll come snooping around there, too. That makes it all the better. We can clean the job on him and say that Joe here was working with him. Eh, Lefty?
3: Yeah, it's a good idea. What difference will it make what you say now?
4: Well, you see, Joe... It'll make it all the stronger when we go to deal with that kid of yours. (laughs) When we tell him his old man's been working with a hornet. (laughs) You pay plenty to hush that up. Plenty.
1: in a short time, Mike, with his gun pressed suggestively in Joe's back, stood before the office door of the warehouse in the shadows. Soon, Lefty, who had entered a small side window, unlocked the door from the inside.
4: Come on in. Be quick about it. You heard him, Joe. Get him moving. You know, Joe, I've been thinking. I had to drag you away from that phone back there. You weren't afraid of my rod, seemed like. Yet you're coming along here so easy, like all of a sudden. Makes me think you're up to something. Think what you like, Mike. Yeah, you make me sick. Be busy on that safe, Lefty, and make it snappy. Hey, Mike, I just thought of something. What? Maybe Joe's so easy about things because he made a deal with the Hornet. Hey, yeah, maybe so. Did the Hornet want to make a deal with you on this job? Yeah, he did.
3: So that's it, it. why you? Ordered you. What the hell? F- he sneaked in the open door. It's a greenhorn after you. Why ain't you got your rod ready? Well, I just set it down so as to get at the safe when he walked in Leave here. It right where it is. If I could get hold of a rod, none of you'd get away with this.
0: Don't forget, you told me that guy Mike had some hot stuff about you in his pocket.
4: Yeah, and he ain't kidding, buddy. I still got it. Hey, we gotta do something, Mike. We can't
3: just be stymied here like this. And hey, that gun of the hornet's is a gas gun, Mike. Gas gun, huh? huh? A bullet travels faster. That's right, but not if I... I... That, arm, that chair. and I got your gun, Mike. Get your rat over by the safe, Lefty. Oh, no, you don't. Ah, you dope. You kicked it right in front of Joe. Yeah, and I got it, too. Now, you two get over there by Mike. I got both rods, see? Don't anybody move. I'm calling the cops and turning your boat... Do something, Lefty. Hey, the lights. Somebody hey. douse the lights. Well, no, maybe you like to feel the gas gun, eh, Mike? No,
0: no. I... I'm gonna get you, <laughs> Joe. Yeah, you and that hornet made a deal, and I know it. <laughs>
1: I'm hip
3: I know you're in here in the dark, Hornet I'm going to make a clean job of it Get you too. No, you can't get out that door If you open it, I'll have you as a target And I ain't afraid of that gas gun, either Where are you? I'll find you, you sneaking Hey, come back here He went out the window when I wasn't looking for it I'll get the lights on well, Mike and Lefty, both down and out Now I'll phone the cops. I won't have to worry about Donnie anymore. That hornet will lay low for a while. I'll get that note from Mike's pocket before the cops get here.
1: Later that night, Axford, with a look of expectancy on his face, sat in the basement room talking to Joe Milton.
6: And it's too bad you won't let the Daily Sentinel print that story, Joe, about, uh, well, you know. Sure, and when I told me boss Reed over the phone, he said, "Mikey said, that's a whale of a story. But if Joe Milton doesn't want the facts printed about Hart... is Dean Hartwell's dad, then we won't print them, says he. Uh,
3: it's better that the kid don't know nothing about me. Jail record and all? Ah,
6: sure, now you're a hero too, Joe. That you are. Even the cops say so. So there. quick Somebody's now, coming. Now, take it easy, take it easy. I'll open the door. Cato, uh, did Mr. Reed come with you?
3: Mr. Britt, very busy at office. Say, you'll be here, I had to bring them
6: here in Mr. Britt's car. Where,
2: where is
3: he, sir?
6: Uh, come on in, son. Uh, both of you. Hey,
3: what, Dad. Uh, Wait. You shouldn't have come. Who told you that I was. Oh,
2: Donnie, boy. My little Donnie. Yeah, Dad. I'm Donnie, all right. And look, Dad, here's Mom. Mary.
3: Mary. I never hoped that that you'd ever want to. Well, I didn't mean what I said when I. When I.
5: I know, Joe, dear. I've been waiting and hoping you'd come back someday.
3: We need you, Joe. Don. Our Donnie and I. I. I don't know how this all came about.
6: Who told you about me, Donnie? Sure. It uh, was me self planned it all with me boss, Britt Reed. Uh, you said not to mention it in the Sentinel, but you didn't say not to talk about it. Joe's a hero too, Don. That he is. This very night. Donnie, I got to tell you.
3: My past ain't much for a war hero like you to be proud of. Maybe when you're
2: here, you... Now, skip won't... it, Dad. Mom told me all about it tonight. One thing we G.I.s learned over there is that it doesn't matter what a guy did in the past. It's what he does and the way he does it now that counts and makes the heroes. <laughs> I'll be mighty proud of you, Dad. Honest. Why? Proud of you, Donnie.
3: You've sure done
2: a good job over there, son. (laughs) Gee, Dad, that pat on the back and those words coming from you mean more to me than all the decorations they could give me. Thanks, Donnie.
3: If it hadn't been for the Hornet making a couple of bad plays that put those guns in front of me, all this wouldn't have come about. In a way, I, I guess I ought to thank the Green Hornet. Though he'll never know how happy we all are because of his slip up.
1: that you don't mean any harm, but you can cause trouble by careless war talk and perhaps even death to an American boy. In these days, when we can see the end of the road in sight, we're apt to relax our guard and speak out of turn. So far, we have been vigilant. Let's not spoil that record now, when each day is bringing us closer to the ultimate victory. We have plenty to talk about these days, so why talk about anything the enemy could possibly use? Just follow the simple rule of saying nothing, repeating nothing, and hitting nothing that you haven't seen in the paper or heard on the air. Then and only then you can't go wrong. Think before you talk. Remember, careless talk costs lives. Be sure to listen to The Green Hornet next week at this time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Henry Stambor speaking. This is the Blue Network.